tipped in the air and knocked away. KU's got to win it. Blah, big time two-hand slam by Hunter Dickinson. Kansas is the 2023 WNIT champions. This is the Jayhawker Podcast. Presented by the University of Kansas Health System. Welcome back to another edition of the Jayhawker Podcast. I am Greg Gurley along with Wayne Simeon. We are joined by the governor, the mayor, the guru, <laughs> the that. voice yes. of the Big 12 Conference. Fran Frischilla has become a great friend over the years and, and has worked Bill's fantasy camp. He's in Allen Fieldhouse 10 times a year to the delight of... And the dismay of some of our fans. Most, <laughs> most of the I, got, I get so many people that come up to me, like, that Fran Vrishilla doesn't know, you know what he's talking you know about. The secret? You know the secret? I want to hear it. I, I learned this from Bill Self. I told him years ago, listen, I love Kansas basketball. You know, I'm a junkie. So I love Allen Fieldhouse. I love the crowd. I love the fan support. But I'm the voice of the Big 12. Correct. And there were, until this year, nine other schools. Yes. And the reason that I'm reasonably popular in Ames, Waco, Lubbock, some other places because it's not just all about Kansas. Correct. And here's the cool thing. The league has gotten so good because of Kansas and because of the competition. Baylor gets good. Texas Tech gets good. Yeah. I think it's been unbelievable for Kansas that this is the most promoted league of any league on ESPN. And it makes Kansas better. Rightfully so. Well, and I think that's why some Kansas fans think that every single night I've got to be and, I, and, and, you know, you and I give each other a lot of grief. We see each other we all do, the time, which is fun, which, which <laughs> I love. Hard, not hard. Which I love, but I, I, I know you may not believe this, but I defend you all the time because our Thank fan you. base is like, well, he's, they want you to be a homer because our fans are crazy, just like all fans. They want yeah, only yeah. good things to come out. But what I appreciate about yeah. you is that you tell like it is. You, well, you know, last night, you know, earlier this week, you were in – Austin, Texas. It was a great game. Yeah, last night. Yeah. 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 Overtime game. You had uh, uh, Texas and Houston, and we're going to see Houston coming up at the end of this week, and you'll be here for that. So, uh, again, Jagger Podcast, Fran Vershilla, Xfinity, University of Kansas Health System, and Black and Veach welcomes you. Appreciate your time. Glad to be here. Let's just get. Yeah, uh, uh, state of the over, union. State, state of the, of the union, union for the league. Yeah, go yeah. Go, go first with last night's game because yeah. I, I watched from start to finish. It was a great basketball game, great atmosphere. I tell you what, not taking anything away from Texas. Yeah, but man, Houston's got some dudes. You know what's fun about Houston being in the league? First of all, we all know Kelvin Sampson. Right. Uh, you know, you guys know him. He knows especially, me. and you do too because right. you played against those teams. Uh, I didn't play much. You, yeah, but I, you might have been on the, the last, were you on yeah. that were you on that team that Terry Evans came in here? It was the last time OU won. Yeah, it was 1993. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Terry I was Evans. Part of a, and, a loser. Yeah. That that well, that's one of the rare times you lost. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh no, the, I think the beauty of Houston guys is Texas is leaving, OU's leaving. We miss them. We miss the old Big Eight, but things change. And to have Kelvin Sampson and Houston in the Big Twelve to go head to head with KU and Baylor and soon to be Arizona. And Iowa State, I just think it's phenomenal. You guys know this because you know Kelvin. They play so hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait till Saturday because uh, I expect uh, Kansas, quite frankly, to be coming off a win at home this week. And then playing them Saturday, Houston in here is going to be electric, which, no, it's not unusual in this building in February because there's so many big games in February. But for Houston and Kelvin to be where they are and what he means to the league, I think is phenomenal. 
And I, I, I just traditional Kelvin, and you know, you you respect your opponent. Right. And, you know, as we like to say, game recognized game. Yes. And one of the things that I appreciate about Kelvin Sampson, even though he had a lengthy hiatus away from the Big Twelve, right. yes, his return is true to who he's always been. Yes, toughness, hard, gritty guy. As a matter of fact, I got a chance to uh, to hug one of my favorite former. Uh, uh, Boomer Sooners, Ryan Humphreys. And yes. I remember growing up watching Eduardo Nahara, yep. Ryan Humphreys, these yep. power forwards, big broad shoulders that yeah. were just hardcore rocking guys. And we were texting last night during yeah. the game, yeah. and that was one of the things that we saw. And guess what? Bill loves to coach against guys like that because he, makes, he embodies toughness those in guys, those categories. I, I've talked to, you're so right, Wayne. Um, when Texas Tech got good under Beard and now they're good again, and Scott Drew, we, we've watched when people said Scott Drew couldn't coach, and now all of a sudden he's won a national championship. And Bill has told me on a number of occasions, we've made those programs better because we're Kansas, because you, you have to try to fight. They're the bully on the block, and I don't mean that. Kansas fans, and it, you know, it's, it's figurative. <laughs> you're, you're right. It, and, and they've made Kansas better. Yeah. Sure, and and I've talked to Bill about it. You know, every time you play Kansas, you better bring your game a game, and 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 Kelvin said it at practice the other day. He said, "Guys, he was talking about Texas. He goes, you realize because of our reputation, you're going to get their best shot. You guys have lived that your whole <laughs> lives here at KU, because of the Kansas tradition. Uh, everybody plays their best game against Kansas, or at least tries to. So, Kelvin in the league is phenomenal. Well, look at the last two or three weeks for us. Yeah, and you've seen this league all over the place." We looked at our schedule at UCF, yeah, at West Virginia, six and eleven. We went in there. Yeah. Iowa State was the one just the other day that wasn't a surprise, yeah, because that's one of the most difficult buildings to play in the country. But as you look around this league, and you just said it, yeah. Kansas gets everybody's best oh, shot. Yeah, you know, West Virginia was shooting twenty percent from a three point line and made everything against us. Some of that has to do yeah. with the way we defend now because of our limited bench yeah. and our inability to take more chances because right. if Kevin McCullough's not on the floor or if KJ's not on the floor, it, we suffer. Right. But still, teams are shooting unbelievable. Iowa that also State. That, State. that I also mean, goes to show you, like, we think it was just a gimme to go to Central Florida and win. Right. They, next week, what do they do? They go on the road and win. Yeah. You know, now West Virginia struggled. That's a whole nother issue. Yeah. But but uh, just talk about the league. Talk about Kansas. And, and as a former coach, you know, this guy coached at a lot of big-time places. So he's been – everyone of a certain age only knows you as a broadcaster. Right. A, bad but, a bad one. A bad one. Some people. Yeah. But you, you've been around this game yeah. a long, long yeah, I time. I love the game. I'm around the game every single day. I mean, literally, I got two sons coaching, you know, in, in – uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff away from the season, uh, ESPN season. So I'm around the game every single day. Like this is my, you know, it's my love, right? Other than my family, my family. How many games will you do in a, in a year? Uh, you know, roughly 50, which is at least one, at least two a week. And this week it's three. And, you know, if you go, if you go on a seven day period, this week's, this week it's four games in seven days. And then I'm doing other stuff. Uh, I'll tell you about later, going to the Olympics with three-on-three. Three. We qualify, oh, yeah, yeah. We qualify yeah. for Paris with Jimmer for dead. You guys remember oh, Jimmer. But, but to get to your point, um, I've said this. I don't think the league at the top is as strong as it's been in the past, and, and primarily because KU is not the dominant team this year, right? right? Okay, but, but, and there's other teams at the top that are pretty good, Wayne. But what's made this league incredible again, and it will be the best league in the country as it has been for the last decade, is, and I think you guys might agree, from 1 to 14, I've never seen anything like this. 
When you talk about UCF and, and West Virginia and knowing how, I'll give you an example. Last night I saw Texas play. They're in danger of not going to the NCAA tournament. And they're, they're, a, they're a legitimate Sweet 16 team. Right. And that's how good this league is, that they're going to be scrambling to get a bid. And yet we all know on paper, on a given night, they can beat anybody in the country, including Purdue, UConn. And so I think while the, I think the league is, re, I don't want to say rebuilding, reloading. KU is going to probably keep a lot of these guys. They're going to get some great transfers. they got good freshmen coming in. Everybody's recruiting well. I think I checked five of the top 17 high school recruiting classes are in the Big 12. And this has been a transfer league from the get-go. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be really good transfers coming to this league. The league's going to keep getting better. But this year, what makes it so good is that from 1 to 14, it's never been this balanced. And I think the path for Kansas to win the yeah. Big 12 has been what? Sweep the teams you're supposed to sweep. You know, there were yep. there were always, I wouldn't call them gimmies, but yeah. there aren't any gimmies anymore. Mm -hmm. there were, I mean, yeah. we went through the first six games of our schedule, and that was our easiest right. third of the schedule. The road trips looked, looked like they were going to be. Orlando, Morgantown, and, and then uh, Stillwater. Yeah. Yeah, we went in Stillwater. We dropped the other two, so we've had our bogeys. We got to start birdieing, but this isn't just about us. Even yeah, yeah, though it yeah, is yeah. the no, Jayhawker no. podcast. But I think the league with the new makeup—if you look at the way the unbalanced schedule came about—we get Houston twice. Yeah, we get Baylor twice. We get we get all the the, the top tier teams twice, and the so-called bottom tier. Yeah, we might just get on. That's the, road. the only negative of. Uh, I mean, there's, there's some negatives to realignment. You guys, I mean, I'm a traditionalist. I miss the old Big 8 and then the Big Ten, Big 12 and, you know, Johnny Orr and, and Norm Stewart and, you know, guys like that. And so I'm, I, get, I get realignment, but what really hurts is the lack of the double round robin, you know, yeah. because I know Bill even puts so much emphasis on a regular season Big 12 championship because it's, tr it's a true champion. You know, you play everybody twice. Now, I haven't even looked at the February schedule because Texas Tech, for example, is alone at the top. But it, nothing matters until I look at their schedule and figure out who they're playing and where they're playing in February. Exactly. But in the old days, a year ago, you could say, well, Tech's still got to go to KU. You know, they, and they're going to get KU coming to their place. You, you know you got those double-round robins that are going to be missing. Yeah. And even to add to that, yeah. there was a time in the league where you could look and say, hey, we're going to be at Stillwater this year, next year we'll get him at home. Well, yeah. there's really no scheduling matrix now. You're not even really sure who's going to be well, you played the home in, and away right, there. You, I you played in the north-south. Yeah. So you see now, this is more similar to the north-south than what we saw once he got done playing and we got to the 10 teams. Which maybe we'll get back to with the additions. And, and we don't really know. about what we it really is. Really we, yeah, yeah, we don't know. No. We don't know. And so you, know can't, you can't say, hey, well, we'll get Iowa State next year because we'll have him at home this year. You, you don't really know that. And well, you can't really do east-west because it's going to be all the west <laughs> yeah. or all the new ones. It's gonna, you know what? I trust the, we've got to give Brett your mark yeah. a lot of credit. Oh, crushing man. it. Yeah. He, he saved the league. Uh, I, and I think football is going to be pretty good. I really do. When you look at what KU, K-State are doing with their great coaches, other great coaches in the league, I'm glad. But I know this. Basketball is not getting worse. It's getting better. And I but, think he saved it. Where I think the Big 12 was saved when we got Cincinnati, Houston, yeah. Central Florida, and then and BYU. Yeah. And then that kept it all together. Yep. I think some people looked at it as like, eh, I don't know, Central Florida, yeah. Houston, perennial yeah. one seed in the tournament. But I think that propelled us to where we are now. BYU, 19,000. 
Like KU's not going there this year. Baylor is. Houston just went and scraped by. Right. And everybody, I've been there. I coached at New Mexico, and so I know what it's like going into Provo. I, I you know, some people got mad when I said this. I, I, used, I said, I hate BYU, man. And they go, why do you hate BYU? I go, because they play hard. They're older. They're mature. They go on the Mormon mission. They return. They're 24 years old. They're a little dirty, cheap shot. And then after the kind of like you played, you know. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then, no, but after the game, they come up to you and they go, hey, coach, good game, man. You guys play so hard. We love playing against New Mexico. I'm like, get out of here. But in all seriousness, I don't hate BYU. They're great people, but they have a great tradition, and I think they're going to add to what we've already got. Yeah, well, I'd say I'm – I really like the league and where it's at. You can think about the way we've seen in the past where maybe you've had three teams top heavy. Right. You know, right. we talked about at times, hey, 03, Kansas, Texas, yeah. OU, both top five the entirety yeah. of the year. Yeah. But now we've got full 14. Like, I'm excited just thinking about the Big 12 tournament. Like, uh, I can't channel surf uh, midweek, even when Kansas isn't playing, and I can't surf by, you know, a BYU-Houston. I have to tap in. The Big 12 tournament marks, I'm frothing at the mouth. Yeah. I'm going to be tapping in Tuesday-Wednesday games, you know, to be able to see, hey, what's building? Who's going to get upset? I'd be hard-pressed to believe that there won't be as much parity in the Big 12 tournament as we see Here's the first weekend thing. of March. Wayne, you know who doesn't like the Big 12 tournament? coaches because and i say that half jokingly yeah. um because if you're going to win the big 12 tournament now granted the top teams are going to get the buys yeah but we all know and I've, I've talked to bill about this i'm sure you guys have if you gave him truth serum if he has a regular season title in his back pocket he'll want to win the big 12 tournament because he's a competitor right you know that as well as that we do but Man, then you got to play Thursday in the NCAA tournament. And he said that he goes, "Hey, if we're here, we might as well try to win it." Exactly you know, to your point. Exactly. And you know, and, and if a team happens to win it by playing on Tuesday, oh. think about that stretch. Now they will have earned their way into the NCAA tournament. For sure. Playing, yeah. Play. yeah, they deserve it more yeah. than anybody. Yeah. But it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, You're gonna live at the President Hotel for about a week. Uh, or two. You know what? Free <laughs> breakfast. Uh, <laughs> nice, uh, nice. You know Hilton points. That's right. You know, right. Uh, get over to Q39. Yeah, a couple times. Uh, no, hey, that, Jim, I'll give you Q39 is coming to Lawrence. Oh, I can't. You know I cannot believe that. I, my 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 crew, my ESPN crew is going to be ecstatic. There you go. Where are they putting it? You know. Uh, where are they putting it? Just downtown by where the old uh, Lawrence Center World used to be. Okay. Downtown, right. yeah, okay. off right. Mass. No, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, that that Big Twelve tournament, you know, when I was growing up, the ACC tournament and then the Big East tournament were unbelievable. Right. And, and I coached at Providence with Rick Barnes, head coach at St. John's. Madison Square Garden is amazing, but the Big Twelve tournament is second to none because of the Power and Light District. The fan support. Last one out of Ames, turn out the lights. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> you know as a couple of Kansas City yeah. guys. Yeah. That's why you want to see Iowa State go deep into the weekend because their fans come in. KU fans are coming. We know that. But to see like an Iowa State or K-State. Well, you you're know. exactly right about downtown Kansas City. We, we didn't go downtown. We went to Kemper. Right, But right. no one really went downtown. But yeah. the way they built the T-Mobile Center and the yeah. Power and Light, yeah. it's, it's unique to where – there's no like taking it to Dallas or taking yeah. it to Oklahoma no, City. No. It just we, wasn't the we same. Tried that. We and the tried great that. part is that our commissioners and all of our the brass of the Big yeah. Twelve realize that okay, yeah. we tried. It's just not the same. Kansas City no. should be it for life. I love Kemper. You guys, did you play in Kemper? Yeah. 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 I mean, Kemper was historic, right? right. You guys right. know. You guys lived it. You played it. And I remember being a young coach or even a fan. 
the Big A tournament, Kemper Arena, so much history there. But then when they built the new arena, Sprint and now T-Mobile, it's, um, it's amazing. It's, the atmosphere is incredible. You scroll, tap, swipe, text, call, and do a lot more on your phone. None of us can fathom life without all the world's knowledge in our pocket. We use phones for just about everything. But when it comes to doing the bigger things, like streaming, gaming, and working, you shouldn't be limited to just your phone screen or mobile plan. You see, millions of Americans don't have home internet. They are forced to do everything on their phone or through their mobile service via a hotspot. Or they go to public spaces and use unsecure Wi-Fi, which can be problematic when dealing with personal or sensitive information. You deserve reliable home internet to fit your life and your budget. And right now, Internet Essentials Plus from Xfinity is free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Get unlimited data and equipment included with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash free to see if you qualify. Restrictions apply. After program participation ends, Comcast standard charges, taxes, and fees apply. May not be combined with other offers. So we've covered a lot of the Big 12. I want you to kind of break down our team. Yes. We, yes. we see it every day. You see it a lot. Yep. Uh, not a traditional Bill Self team that has the 12, 13 guys that replays eight or nine. Right, We're right. playing basically <laughs> five guys. I got good news. Let's hear it. I got good news. We, we need some. You, uh, but it's good news, bad news. Okay. Okay. The good news is you found a fifth starter. <laughs> That's correct. Right? I mean, he's good. I mean, I think Johnny Furphy's going to be a star. You, the last five games, his, uh, not only his athleticism, what, what I think he's brought to the starting five is high energy. Yeah. Great offensive rebounder. Great come, rebounder. Runs the, of, floor, runs, runs the floor. Runs the floor Runs like a yep. deer and gets, nose, gets, nose gets paid off, yeah. has a nose for the ball. That's the good news. Bad news is when you put him in a starting lineup, your bench got a little weaker. <laughs> and that's going to be that's the tough part and people have asked me about that regarding this team and if you look at it you have two all-americans you have two other guys who were contributors on a national champion and then you've got this freshman who i think is going to be really good and probably has nba potential right and so at some point and now the tough part and i think when you get to march you get to the ncaa tournament and they're a high seed you're going to be playing a saturday uh, Friday, Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. We get a day off in between and five more days to rest going into the right. round of 16 and, and Elite Eight. So I don't think the depth's as big a deal then, but it's a big deal in February. It's a real big deal if there's an injury. Break down uh, Hunter Dickinson for everybody. Okay. We, we, we end up Saturday, we lose at Iowa State. And you look at the box score, 20 points, 15 rebounds. But if you watch that game, yeah. did Hunter just stand out to you? See any different here yeah. than he was at Michigan, but he's putting up numbers. I would say, Greg, you know, I, like, I think he's having a great year. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, the guy just makes shots. He quietly kills you. Like, yeah. you don't know that he's got 22 and 13 until you look at the end of the game. And I, I, th I think he's very efficient. I know Bill wishes he was a little better defensively and moved his feet a little better on the perimeter. I've been pleased from a fan standpoint uh, and how good he is. He's having an All-American year. Right. Um, now, I would say this, and I'm going to put this in your little ear here, Jayhawk fans. He should come back next year. He really should. Um, Wayne, you played in the league, and the league's changing with big guys. And I'm not saying he can't play in the league. He probably eventually will be. He's not quite Ostertag, mm -hmm. but – Ostertag, if he were coming out today, yeah, he, I mean, no, you he would be lost. No, and, and I, I, name I, I name a agree comparable with you, yeah. to Greg Ostertag in the NBA right now. It's hard. There's not many. There's, yeah, there's not many. Yeah, no, but, but I think he should come back just because 
he's going to wish he played in college. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, the way that they evaluate him now, and I, I've actually, you know, we used to have NBA scouts and That's guys right. coming they through come here, in, guys that were game. former teammates, yeah. guys that I played against. Yeah. If it were about points and rebounds for Hunter, yeah. he would be gone. Yeah. Because he's put up these type of numbers Big for time. three years, Big even time. at other schools. Yeah. Yeah. It's about winning. Yeah. And we actually need him to be not just good, yeah. but dominant. You yeah. know, especially yeah. when you consider some of the woes uh, uh, of our bench as well. But when I think about dominant categories, I think about and ones, yeah. dunks, yeah. rebounding outside your area, yeah. protecting the rim, being an enforcer. And uh, I don't think those are things we've quite seen Hunter do consistently yet that establish his dominance, um, yeah. you know, as, as, you know, but And but we're God's bored. Tough. We're bored with how efficient those jump hooks are. Oh, my God. You know so I mean? efficient. We're bored. Right? Yeah. When he shoots a jump hook or a 14-footer, you expect it to go in, right. mm -hmm. and you're almost bored by that. But I think you're right. I think he could take it one more level intensity-wise, and I think playing for Bill could help him. But, hey, I don't begrudge him a chance to go to the NBA if he does. But if he comes back with – I think KJ will be back. Uh, Dewan will be back. Um, great freshman class. Like great freshman class. Furphy's going to be really good. El Marco. And, we, and, we, and then again, this day at college basketball. We transfer. We're going to peel off oh, no, the oh, no. best gonna, transfer in the country. You're going to get two or three transfers. I don't yeah. know any of them right now. You're going to get two or three. <laughs> but yeah. there's going to be, you know, yeah. and, and we were talking about, you know, Hunter in the NBA and whether it's yeah. Greg Ostertag. Yeah. All you got to do is look at last year. Yeah. Three great big men. Yeah. Oscar Shibway. Sonogo from Connecticut yep. and uh, uh, Drew Timoney. Kind of, yeah. None Oscar, of, and even more of a, a hybrid. Oscar's been a, in a couple of Pacer games. But, but, know, but, but not drafted. No. no and, and those no. are three of the best big guys in the yeah. country. And Hunter is right there, right there with in that him. discussion. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I've been pleased with the year he's had. I think Kevin's had, obviously, a great year. I, I said this the other night on TV. Um, if Houston wins the league at this point in time, I think Jamal Shedd player of the year if kansas wins the league then i think you got a tough choice because it's going to either be kevin or hunter well tell us about the evolution of kevin mccullough because you've seen him yeah, in yeah. his maturation process at two schools and yeah. even here when you saw him at texas tech not knowing that he would transfer did you ever think that he would have an all-american type season potential big 12 player right, of the year type right. season because I, I'll, I'll be the first to say and remembering him back at, at Texas Tech, yeah. thought he was a great player, yeah. sound, great yeah. glue guy, yeah. but I never thought he would grow into the leader no. and the, with the type of output that he has. Keep in mind that the year they went to the Final Four, he broke his leg in high school. That year, he was a senior. So he transferred to Lubbock into Texas Tech in the mid-year. So the year they went to the Final Four, which I think was 19, he was a redshirt freshman with a, with a broken leg. So that's, that's how his career started. Then he got healthy and – my first reaction was, oh, he's going to be a good defensive player. Yeah. And he plays hard. Great family, the whole deal. And then he got a little better. And then he came here last year and obviously had a good, solid year. And then the magic of Bill Self, you guys have seen it with Frank, with Devante, most recently with Ochai. And we, you have a guy here that I'm not going to tell you his name. He's an NBA scout. And I said to him three years ago, what do you think of your team? He goes, oh, we got a really good Kansas City AAU team. You know, and those guys won a national title. But why? Because Bill Self gets the most out of those yeah. guys. Last year it was Jalen's turn to be the yep. All-American. Kevin sees what Jalen did. Yep. Jalen saw what Ochai and Christian did. And Kevin took it upon himself to put the work in and then say, I'm, I got the shoulders big enough to take big shots. Not You know, not every guy wants that. Yeah. Yep. You know, I think Frank wanted that pressure. Devontae wanted that pressure. 
I mean, Ochai's senior year, it's as good a senior year as I can remember in 20 years, mm-hmm. right? Same thing with Christian. Jalen last year, and now this year it's Kevin. And why? Because Bill anoints you and says, if your shoulders are big enough, we're going to put the ball in your hands. Well, he's been able to – he uses the term get old and stay old, yeah. is which got us a national championship, right? right? We had a right. lot of veterans, and <laughs> that's easier said than done in this day and age because guys don't want to be patient. They right. don't want to right. wait their turn. Yeah. But Bill's a master motivator and a guy that can, can convince – that, hey, you know, we say this term all the time, the pie's big enough for everybody to have a slice. Yeah, yeah. He convinces people to do it, and then he has proof. He has proof, yeah, every year. 22 national championship team. That's yeah. all the proof you need. He's, um, well, I've said this before, you know, Bill, uh, uh, he's, I, if you want to say he's the best coach in the country, I'm not going to argue. I see a lot of great coaches, and Bill has a, but he has a, Aside from being in it, first of all, he doesn't want you to know how smart a coach he is. Right. Like, he doesn't want to come across as the X and O genius, even though we know coming out of every timeout, doesn't matter how many times you know the zone is coming, you're getting lobbed on. Okay. And so he's a great coach there. He's a great teacher to game. But I think the, the ability to reach young people and get them to do what they probably don't really want to do. And he has a way, because you kind of lived it, of like tearing you down. And, you know, the, the, the worst four-letter word in Bill's vocabulary is soft. Soft. <laughs> he's so soft. <laughs> but, then he, but then what's the other four-letter word? Stud. Yeah. He's a, you're a stud. But, but like you said, he can bring somebody down and then. <laughs> Build them up. And they're hugging them and they walk out of the tunnel at the end of practice. And they're crying at senior night. I love you, coach. Well, you well, you breathe fire on me all of February, but I love you. He, he, when you play for Bill, you, you understand that criticism is really coaching. You know, that's what it is. It's coaching. And I think he's even mellowed a little bit from what I've. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> hey, how about this, though? Yeah. So we're, we're at the end of January. Yeah. KU sitting middle of the pack in the Big 12. Well, what are we, four and three right now? Four and three, yep. But it's interesting. No one's panicking. Right. Right. And, you know, it's because yeah. of the guy in, in, in the head yeah. chair. Now, yeah. not say we shouldn't be concerned. We have a 20-year sample. We shouldn't yes. know that we, you know, yeah. don't have, we've got more work to do. But it's amazing that we're, we're at, and I, uh, I'm not panicking because we've seen it before where there's something about, you know, we have a tough little stretch in January yeah. historically. Yeah. Had yeah. it in 22, had it multiple last years. Year. Three, three in a row last year. Three in a row last yeah. year. In this league, it's yeah. not uncommon. And then something about the month of February where it just yeah. kicks in, and I know that's the expectation uh, for for a lot of us here, but but what is it about that um, in, in, I think in, that you see well, in Kansas? Well, first of all, when you come to Kansas, it's not about playing great in November and December. You notice I'm preaching to the choir. So I think the expectation is that we're going to get – we have a great coach, and we're going to get better in February, we're going to get even better in March, and then we're going to let the chips fall where they may in the NCAA tournament. And we know the NCAA tournament is a crapshoot because when you get to the NCAA tournament, there are no bad teams. You know, you might have teams from smaller leagues, but there are no bad teams. And what I think Bill has always done, because of the expectation of Kansas, the tradition, the history, is that it's about how – listen, um, when you play well in March here, you're remembered forever. Sure. I mean, that's how it is. You know, I mean, <laughs> that team that won it in 22, what were they down, 15 at the half or yeah. more? 15? I mean, and what, the first five minutes of the second half, like the lead that evaporated. Eight minutes. Yeah. And so Christian Brown and Ochai particularly, and the other guys, David McCormick, remember how people 
Remember fans? Yeah. Remember Remy, fans? same thing. Remy. Remy yeah. I, mean, I mean, Remy. I mean, I was at fantasy camp when Remy was here. Yeah. And I'm telling you. I, there's no three, one saw it. We're like, hey. Here's what? what I would tell you about Remy, okay? And he doesn't know me that well. He probably still wouldn't recognize me, okay? When I met Remy here, there's three kinds of players, okay? There's three kinds of players. Group one, those that know. Very few, okay? By the end of Devontae's career, he was group one. He had figured it out, right? Group two is those that don't know. That's why we coach. When you come to Kansas and play for Bill, you don't know squat, okay? And then he puts it in your head. The worst kind of player is group three. Those that don't know, they don't know. Because they think they know. They think and they, they don't know. want to be coached. Yeah. I thought Remy, the first part of his, that year he was here, he was in group three. Fair. Okay? And then he got to group two. At some point, like later in the year, took him a while. Late, 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 late. And then, late hey, the for year. about two weeks, he was group one. He figured out what Kansas was about. He always had the, uh, what's the word? I got to say it. The onions. The moxie. The moxie. Thank you very much. Let's go moxie. <laughs> it's moxie for you. Yeah. We know what it is for you. But uh, he finally came around to where he had no fear anyway. And he played like it, and he played Bill Self basketball. He wasn't thinking. He wasn't thinking. So you've been around a long time. You know ball better than anybody in the coaching world, in the broadcasting world. If you were coaching now yeah. with everything that's going on, the transfer portal, <laughs> NIL, how do you think you would embrace it? Would you, well, you can't really run from it because if you run you from it, you're left behind. It. You have to but embrace like, it. What do you, in talking to all these coaches, what's the, what's the overwhelming common theme to the way it is now it's your junior college coach you're coaching you you know it used to be and, and maybe there's just still a few programs that can do this but not many we used to talk about building a program right when you think of kansas you think about the program the history all the players waiting your turn you know growing up in the program and it's not that way anymore right now it's year to year and as a as a coach at this level you're really a I used to say the number one job description of a college basketball coach was crisis management coordinator because you're dealing with crisis. Losing streaks, someone getting hurt, someone's not playing, someone's up, family's upset with you, whatever, crisis. That's what you're paid for, handle crisis. Now you are a roster management coordinator. GM. You're a GM. you know, you got to figure out how to put the best team together. And by the way, it's not easy just going in the portal and thinking you could take three or four good players because chemistry is important. Yep. I see teams right now, Arkansas is struggling. You know, they, they were doing great with the portal and apparently this year they don't have the right mix and it shows on the court. So I think that's the hardest part, but I saw this coming three years ago and I told my coaching friends, this is the new normal. Like we're never going back to the old days. You know, you guys don't remember this, but there was a time that freshmen were ineligible. Right. You played freshman ball, right? You guys were lucky. You didn't have to do that. Well, that changed the landscape, right? Now you got this. This is changing the landscape, realignment and the transfer portal. College coaches now have to embrace this. If you don't embrace it, you're going to be out. Uh, you're going to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And you know, I think what kind of hurts is high school players. Definitely. Because when you're looking at, a, I guarantee, a coaching staffs are going to lunch saying, "Okay, this kid's in Plano or this kid's in Cleveland." Yep. We're not quite sure that he's good enough. Do we want to invest a ton of time, right. resources, money, whatever? Or should we wait till the transfer portal opens? Or in should April? we wait till yeah. April? And or the high school kids got to go be conference player of the year, the Missouri Valley, and maybe shoot forty percent from the three. Yes, and, it's like a minor you know, league system. It, that might, and, and Wayne, you're exactly right. I think that's a new normal. In other words, 
And even the kid that does go to Kansas, that top 75 guy, that all of a sudden he's like, damn, I don't think I'm ever going to play here. You had a couple guys here this summer that were here quickly and they disappeared. Right? Well, you know, one of the sad things about it is last week yeah. they had the announcement of the McDonald's High School All-Americans. I remember that used to be the pinnacle yeah. of the recruiting calendar. Were you McDonald's All-American? Yes. Is that uh, why you brought it up? No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. Well, no, no. I did bring it up. No, no, no. I did bring it up. Hold on. No, no. Let me finish. Hey, everyone. Wayne yeah. Simeon was a McDonald's All-American. We knew that. Seabass. Seabass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already knew that. We already knew that. But the unique thing about it was is that it wasn't a big newsworthy no. event no. last week. No. Why? Because the pinnacle of the recruiting attention now doesn't happen in, in January when that's announced, which yeah. it used to be, but it's going to happen in April once the season's over with and whose names are in the portal. And it's, you know, so we're talking new normal, which is what I was getting at, not a little self-promotion. Yeah. Like, it's completely flipped that it's upside so down. Sensitive. Uh, no, no, you see how so I put the back on but he, it. But, he's, you, yeah, but you're yeah. allowed to self-promote because he doesn't self-promote. So when he does self-promote, it's a point. Okay. I, I, I got to do verbal jujitsu with this guy all day long. <laughs> I, so, it's a hey, pretty cocky self-promotion. Well, listen, I, I tell people all the time. These fake Kansas fans, some of them that don't like me, I think there's probably only five or ten of them. But, uh, five, five but or 10, uh, I tell them, I said, if you want me to be a homer, get rid of that bum girl. I'll come in and I'll work with, I'll work with uh, yeah, that. I'm on with, the Jayhawk Radio Network. I can be a homer. <laughs> can I, you can't. Can I? Can I tell you a funny story? I'm, I'm, I'm at. I'm doing a game in Waco on a Saturday. I'm driving back to Dallas, my home at the time, and I'm listening to him and Bob Davis call a game on a Saturday afternoon. And I know I'm flying up to do a big Monday. Right. So I listen to the game and I'm thinking, damn, man, they, man, they, they love the Jayhawks. I come up here and I, I see them at courtside before the game. I said, I listen to you guys on the radio. You guys are homers. <laughs> and Bob Davis said, so, <laughs> and you're, you're okay. You guys, right. I'm no, no. no, but, uh, well, where, where, where were we? Well, we're just talking about the land. Yeah, new normal. We're talking about the new normal. It is a new normal. And everybody, and, and you know, Kansas will adjust. You used to, everybody will adjust because if you don't adjust, you're going to be left behind. Right. Yeah. And the reality is now, uh, but, it, but the sad part is the freshman that comes in and grows into a player, which there have been so many here. Yeah. Does that kid There's have no more the patience. patience? There's right. no patience. Yeah. I don't know that the patience it, is going to be there. And how much of this do you think led to some of the greatest coaches in our game? Could be. You know, and, and it probably wasn't the only factor, yeah. but you look yeah. at Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, and Jay Wright. Yeah. That, you know, I get it. It was yeah. around the time Jay might be. I a, think Jay was ready. He was ready because he was 60. He's a, he's a good friend. Right, right. My son worked for him. Jay had to, you know what, Jay, I, I appreciate Jay because he said, I just won two titles. I got grown kids. I got great life. I'm going to do TV. I'm going to enjoy my life. And the other guys, you know, God bless them, Coach Beheim and Coach K, they tried to stay as long as they could. Right. And they did an amazing job. They're Hall of Fame coaches. But, Jay, I, I appreciate Jay because, you know, I walked away from coaching at 43, and I could have gone back many times. And, and then after a while, they, people figure out you're not going back, so they stop calling you. But my, my reaction was um, – and the good Lord had a lot to do with this now that he said, you know, don't mess with happy. I'm telling you, I, I heard that in my head. Like, don't mess with happy. You got to, you, do you have a great job? Yes, I do. I get to call games on ESPN. I work for four months. I get to hang out with my kids in the spring and summer. And I told you they're both coaching. And, um, it's, and, and I think Jay said, I, I like my life now that I don't have to have the stress. 
He did the podcast with Wayne and I last year, and when yeah. we asked him, do you miss coaching? He goes, no. I know, I know. He couldn't have said no faster. He texted me on Saturday. as his first time in Allen Fieldhouse. I'm not Allen, uh, Ames, so Hilton. Oh, and he absolutely loved it. Yeah. You know, he loved it. He goes, man, this league is amazing. Like, can't believe how – how hard knows everybody is. And I said, hey, welcome to my world the last 20 years. Well, well, well last thing about the league, yeah. it's been really refreshing and a little surprising yeah. with the four teams that came in this year yeah. and what they've added. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we knew what we were getting with UCF. Yeah. Um, there were question marks around uh, BYU, but yeah. oh, their fan base right. and, and the way they play. Yeah. Wes Miller's doing a great job, has yep. some really good talent up there. And, of course, you know, Johnny Dawkins and UCF are surprising yeah, people. With the four we have coming in. Oh, man. Yeah. Which, which you mentioned Old Big Eight. I'm elated Colorado's back. I live in Colorado Springs now. I can drive up the I'm road. I'm elated there. Colorado's and, back. And then, by the way, they got a pretty good coach. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Tab Boyle. Yeah. 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 Here. That's Tad right. Boyle. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, who, 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 who coming in are you well, most, all of most them. excited about? All of them, because first of all, like it's underrated, but BYU Utah rivalry again, unbelievable. Mm. That's KUK oh, State. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's unbelievable. That's KUK State. That'll be a fun yeah. game to call. That's, yeah. that's going to be fun. Uh, Colorado certainly because of the tradition. In fact, the Tad's got a really good team. Tad's done an amazing job. Maybe the there. number one pick. They might have the number one pick. Yeah, this that young man uh, Williams. Uh, his brother's in the league with uh, Oklahoma City, uh, Arizona, Arizona State. You guys know about Arizona State because they've got a couple wins over the Jayhawks. Back to back. Back to back. The Kale Center in Tucson is one of the better places. Uh, Kansas, Kansas, Arizona is going to be monster. So to answer your question, even though Texas is leaving, OU's leaving, this basketball league is getting better and better. Hard to believe given how good the league's been, but I think the league's going to get better. There's great coaches. And I'm telling you, from a recruiting standpoint, like I've heard this. Who was it that – one of the transfers. Oh, Joe Tucson from Texas Tech. He's been in the Big Ten, and uh, and he came to the Big Twelve. I said, "Is there a difference?" Be honest. He goes, oh, "Coach, Big Ten is good, but every night in this league, it's unbelievable." And I think most of the guys that transfer into the league feel that way. Yeah, so, Hunter, Hunter said that. And, I, and yeah, and so I think that this. Uh, well, you said it earlier that this last decade of yeah. college basketball has been the Big Twelve. And, uh, no, you, know, you shorten that up a little bit. You look at Tech. Yeah. Going to overtime in the national championship game, a jump shot away from beating Virginia. Could have won it. Baylor won it. And then COVID, COVID hits yeah. in 20. We Kansas were probably the best. Kansas won it in 20. Kansas won it in 20. We were the best team. In, yeah. but Put the, that banner up there, unofficial <laughs> national championship. We were the best team, but Baylor was right uh, there. Two and number then, one seats. And then they win it in 21, we 22, and then Connecticut last year. But well, hold it. By the way, in, uh, in the last five years, five of the ten teams in the league went to the Elite Eight. Right. Because K State. K State last year. K State yeah. went to the Elite Eight. And uh, did I mention? So there was a, there was a fifth one. Because I know there's five, but five out of 10 have been in the Elite Eight since 2019. Tech, K State, Baylor, yeah. Kansas, and. Not West Virginia. Let's see. We got Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State uh, Tech. TCU, Texas. Texas. Yeah. Texas. There you go. Last year. Not last year. Wasn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. No, they lost in the Elite Eight. Okay, well, they, they were in the Elite Eight recently. Did you say Elite Eight or Final Four? Elite, Elite Eight. Eight. You're Elite correct. My bad. Yeah. Yes, Elite yes, yes. Yeah. They were right Elite there. And yeah. that led five, to five schools of the 10 in the Elite Eight since 2019. Crazy. Crazy. It's, it's a monster. It's going to get better. It's a monster. It's, it's a gauntlet. We talk about it all the time. Yep. No double round robin, but it's almost more difficult with the unbalanced schedule, especially exactly. if we're going to be homers. It's harder for us than others. Not. It's just timing. I don't think anyone it's had anything timing. to do 
No, yeah. they didn't have anything to do with it, but we. But you we, don't get every team back in your building now. No, we we play in Lubbock in right. a couple of weeks, yeah. and we don't get them here. And right now, what are they? Four and one, five and one. Uh, well coached, tough team. A new uh, a new coach coming in, McCaslin's done. Well, and, and by the way, they'll be celebrating. They'll be celebrating that big Monday because their own uh, Texas Tech quarterback will have won another Super Bowl. Mm. We're gonna be on a. I was just talking to. I'm uh, okay with that. I was I'm just, okay with that. I'm okay with that. I was just talking to Bill. Uh, but he'll be there. He'll be there. Going like this to the. <laughs> I don't know if he'll be there. I don't know Monday. if he'll be there. He may. He might. He'll be at Disney World. Hopefully. Uh, he, well, he might be just trying to wake up. Celebrating. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, we, we we fly to Lubbock on Super Bowl Sunday. I was just talking to Bill about it. I was like, hey, let's make sure that our plane leaves in time to get, get there to so we can get settled and so might be hard teams. to might be hard to find a good spot there because those people in Lubbock will be going nuts. Yeah, but I, I got connections. Okay, I'm going to talk to yeah, you about that. I got that, connections. But, uh, hey. You want to go to uh, uh, 23rd Street Brewery, Brewery? Let me know. Las Brisas down there? No, I'm Usually. talking about here. Third, tw- uh, That's your spot. Yeah, Matt's place. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get you. He's just trying to get. I can get you in there. He's just trying. He's just trying to get a free meal. <laughs> no, Bill hey, Self Pasta. The Bill Self Pasta. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's classic. I got to yeah. work. I get, when I have the Bill Self Pasta, I got to work Did out you, twice. You have a menu item. I have a drink. On there, it? Of, course, of course, it doesn't really. Yeah. It doesn't really. It's called the Greg Gurley Manhattan. It doesn't. There's no flow to it. I but. think we're. I think we're descending into. I uh, think we're. <laughs> no, I think we should hey, stop now. We appreciate you. We we love it when you're here, and I know uh, you yeah. do such a great job. It's going to be a you. fun night tonight. We we're going to have you today. You, you going to even go home, or you just? Gonna I'm going to go home. I, I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. The, I, I sometimes will stay for the week. I. But Tuesday my, to Saturday is a little Yeah, much. I'm going to get home tomorrow, leave on Friday, come back, hang, out, can, with, hang out with my wife. Kansas has to, you know, a rebound game. You know, Bill's yeah. record after a loss is crazy. It's, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's like 120. I got to ask Tyson. I got to ask Tyson. It's, it's a crazy number yeah. that he's only had back-to-back losses 18 times in 21 years. All the records out there are crazy. But uh, we got an opportunity tonight to get healthy again against Oklahoma State, who yep. uh, even though we beat them – Badly on the road, still a, a really good team threat. that has yeah. athletes. Yeah, they're, a threat. Yeah. they're a big time threat. Yep. And then uh, Houston on Saturday, which uh, one of the best teams in the country, be their first visit in the new Big 12 to yes. Allen Fieldhouse. Yes. So our crowd will be ready to go. You'll be on the mic. Nothing greater than a Saturday afternoon Nothing. in Allen Fieldhouse. That sun shining in Nothing on like that it. southwest corner. Hopefully, Patrick's providing some glare to Jamal Shedd and the rest <laughs> of his guys. But Hey, we take more than glare to stop that yeah. dude. You know, we man. love it that you stopped by the Jacker Podcast, brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System, Xfinity, and Black and Veach. I am Greg Gurley, along with Wayne Simeon, and the voice governor, mayor of the Big 12, Fran Frischella. Rock Chop.